0: Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit BrandonBeckEDU.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. It's so great to be here with you all. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I'm so excited to be here with my special guest, the man of positivity, (laughs) Craig Shapiro. How you doing, Craig? Hi, Brandon. Thanks for the intro.
1: I appreciate that.
0: No, no worries. It's been a while. We've connected throughout the years, and I'm just so glad to be able to to share your work. I know we have a book on the horizon. We have some great stories. I mean, 33 years. I mean, we got to keep this podcast to 30 minutes, but I'm sure we could go on forever and ever and ever with all your stories. But pretty excited to dive in today and talk a little bit about your journey. Tell us a little bit about your journey into education, into your career. I mean, you've made it 33 years, so you have probably some some things along the way that that kind of made you question or wonder whether or not if you could keep going but the fact that you've made it 33 years and any career is pretty admirable
1: so well again thanks so much brandon i really appreciate you having me on Um, so i guess i would just say you know um i i wasn't really in love with high school when i went you know years ago graduated in 1983 and uh went to college went to penn state and my father wanted me to be a business major, uh, which I just kind of father didn't really have any specific thing I wanted. And I always remember at the end of my freshman year, kind of sitting in econ class and not really like enjoying it, couldn't understand the professor and just turned to my buddy and said, uh, man, there's no way I could do this the rest of my life. I want to be a gym teacher. And, and he kind of like looks at me, he's like, really? He's like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to, tell, let me be there when your dad's there. And I kind of like shook my head. I came home and told my parents and, you know, they were supportive, even though my dad wasn't thrilled. And I was like, look, I want to do something in wellness. I love kids. Um, and that that kind of, you know, started my journey. I just made that transition I was very happy I did. And of course, there's always along the way, there's like hiccups, you know, you teach for 33 years, there's going to be hiccups along the way. It's kind of something I always think about, um, but the journey's been great. I mean, I love I, I love the idea of being able to be in, in class and in school with kids that really appreciate what you're helping them with, you know, because so many times in education, we, we lose focus with that. We just kind of think about, oh, is this meaningful to kids? Are they benefiting from it? And personally, for me, I honestly, 33 years, I love my job just as much now as I did when I first started. Um, and obviously, you know, with that time, you just get a lot more effective. You meet so many great, great educators that impart their wisdom on you. You know, I mean, that's something I would say to any kind of, I guess, new teacher entering the field is just be willing to listen to others. Because um, that that made a big difference in my life. Um, I remember when I had first started teaching, I was... Um, I, before I had gotten a full time job, I was a substitute teacher, um, and I I'll never forget this guy. <laughs> it was crazy because it makes me think about so much of what's really important. So I was I was a um, a long term sub for about six weeks, and I remember being at the school, and so many times you know the kids would be late and they would be dressed. And it would be, it'd be hard to keep them on task. And I I remember saying to the people in the department, it was a pretty big department. Like, I I don't understand. Like, like why aren't we worried about them getting dressed? And why aren't we worried about them being late? And I'll never forget. So then these were veteran teachers. These, These weren't newbies. So a couple of them took me aside and they said something to me like, Craig, you're just starting. We see you love kids. Um, is it most important that this kid gets changed for class or that they participate in class? Because to us, it's that they participate. Um, Yes, we prefer that they not be late, but you don't know the whole backstory. At one point, they weren't even coming. And it really kind of resonated with me so much. Like what is truly important for, for these kids, at least at that point for these kids. And, after hearing that, I was like, "Wow, I truly have missed a boat here." Like, what is really important is the progress that these kids are making each day—not so much where they start, but all the growth that they're having. And I, I guess that's something that's always resonated with me. Like thinking about as a teacher, you know, what's our end game? Is it where kids are now, or is it where we really want them to be? I mean, I don't, and I don't care what. Your, your grade level, your content area, to me, that's teaching 101 is what, are, what is the end game and how do we get kids there? I know you're talking about like that unlimited potential. Well, that's what it is. Are we looking at what kids currently have or where they can be? And it's the same thing for us. Like I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that after 33 years, I'm not the same teacher I was when I was 23. You know, at least I would hope that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It all begins with us and just like as in any career, because sometimes we have not teachers have the ability to isolate themselves and say, well, you know, and not compare yourselves to other people. So out into the other worlds, but yeah, it's with any career, your happiness counts first and foremost. And if you're not excited, Mm. if you're not smiling, if you're not excited or, you know, looking forward to the wins ahead with the learners around you or with the people around you or the staff around you, then what is it that you are doing? You know, why are you here? That question that comes up all the time and you read pretty much any of the books that are out there, any of the books that have been written. I mean, I've written one myself and I've seen hundreds of others. What do they all do? They start with your why. And it's not a topic that is like, overdone and it's not something in my opinion that is is something that is oh it's just know about your why and and that's it no to me it's it's one of the most important things and and being able to stay connected to your why and and connect to that positivity
1: yeah absolutely and also understanding like i find an education that and i've said this many times with people i work with and even even in social media that things change. Like things change. Like my why honestly is still very similar to when I've started, but it's, it's changed. You know, it's grown. It's not exactly the same thing. And I I believe as educators, it's okay to grow as a, as a teacher and as a leader, it's okay to do that. You don't need to think exactly the same way you, you thought when you first started. Um, what i do believe in you you really just touched on it is your why and i don't care what role you is your why should be grounded in how do i make kids lives better each day and that and that that should be universal and even though that why could be similar how we do it can be vastly different i might be reaching kids in different ways than you do we hear this all the time like i might have a kid in my i might have a group of kids and No matter what, I I can't seem to reach that one kid. And then that kid goes to another class and that teacher finds that way to reach them. So I think it's all in in how we approach it that's most important. And you do have to enjoy it. You know, if you're going to work, you're going to be around kids and, and other adults and you don't enjoy it most of the time. Yeah, that's another. I think that's another key point. Absolutely, is is we can't live in utopia. No, like like it's okay. Like, thirty three years of teaching, I can say that the vast majority of those days have been great, but not all of them. Absolutely, there's been moments that have been tough that have made me think about things. But at the end of the day, still love doing it, and it's okay to have a. It's okay to have a tough day. It's okay to have a tough week. It's okay to do that. I think that's important because sometimes we, we criticize people. Oh my God, that person's so cynical. No, maybe they're just having a tough moment. Yeah. And instead of bashing that person, Hey, what can I do to help you? What can I do to, to make you, to f- help you find that passion again, that maybe you had when you were earlier in your career or at any point?
0: Yeah no absolutely i 100 percent agree agree because what happens is you know this idea of redefining your why is something that is a it's a daily process it's an ever going thing yes we are constantly fine-tuning it but as we move along in our career that statement may adjust some of the words in there may change and if you haven't written down a statement of purpose, if you don't have a simple sentence that you come to school with, if you don't have a simple sentence that you go to work with, whatever it is that you wake up, your mantra, whatever that is in the morning, then you're disconnected. Because if you're not if you're not seeing it or and it's not present, and hopefully, and I talk about this in my book as well, hopefully it's present for your students. Hopefully it's there up on the wall so that your students can see it and it becomes a part of everything. They keep you accountable. You keep yourself accountable. You find those times to just be in that purpose because that one minute of time that it takes for you to do that is something that many people do not take the time to do on a regular basis. And if you find that one minute of time, then you're choosing to connect to that purpose and make it better for yourself.
1: That's great. And that's so great you said that because it really makes me think about this um i often have found in education that there's a there's this willingness to make things complex you know how do we we make things so much more com- complicated than they really need to be and I, I you touched on something i think is really important so when i go to work each day uh, this happened about i guess maybe eight or nine years ago um is it okay if i share it but eight or nine years ago I was, absolutely i was teaching i was teaching a class And for all the educators out there, you know, like you, you know, school starts and you you, you have your, your guidelines and Hey everybody, good to see you today. Glad we're here. This is the kind of our expectations guidelines for class. I didn't say rules. I can't stand that term guidelines and expectations. So I go over my list, come in positive, you know, be a great listener, ask lots of great questions, be a team player. Be proud of who you are. Go through all the lists. And kids are like looking at me and smiling. At the end of the class, student comes up to me and he says to me, he's like, and most people call me Shap. Like I, kids don't really call me Mr. Shapiro or they just call me Shap. It's just kind of like, I don't know, just latched on. So he's like, Shap, I have a question for you. I'm like, sure. What is it? He's like, well, you know, you gave us your list of guidelines, but what can we expect of you? And I, I was like, Uh, and he's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, don't be sorry. I've just never, I've never had that asked of me before. No kids ever asked me what I can expect of you. I said, you know what? I said, honestly, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I said, let me come, let me go home. And before our next class, I'm going to have an answer for you. So I went home and I thought to myself, what are, what are, what is a promise or two that i can make to students every single day that i know i can keep so came in the next day i said hi everybody glad we're here it's kind of our second day of school i had a a great question that i want to i want to throw out to you so i'm going to make each of you a promise and here it is i promise to come in every single day of our class in a good mood And if I don't come in a good mood, I will tell you why I'm not. My second promise is I promise to always listen when you're talking to me. And that has been, I guess, eight years. Those are the same two promises I will start next year with that I've done every year. And I think it relates kind of to what you were talking about. Like, what is your I mean, obviously my vision or my mission goes beyond that, but that's something to get me thinking every year. Like when I come in positive and listening 2 things that I've got to do every single day, no matter what. And then, you know, throw it back on the kids of, of what's your promise. What do you promise to do? And those are simple. They're not like, they're not complicated things. Like if you said to most educators and leaders, Hey, What's a promise that you'd like to have for yourself? I'd be really interested to hear what they are. I can tell yeah. you what they wouldn't promise. To, they wouldn't say this. I promise to be cynical today. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> wouldn't say that. Be something uplifting. You know, I promise to bring joy. I promise to follow my plan. Or I promise to have kids take risks. Something.
0: Yeah, and and getting students to define their intentions. And having an intention, having a purpose, having a point, having a reason to be there, that why kids always asking, why are they here? (laughs) Um, You know, why are we doing this? And I love that you were able to take an opportunity as a teachable moment for yourself and turn that back on your students and kind of walk your talk in the whole process. I think that that's really, really profound and really important. And you talk a little bit about this, obviously, as you move forward, you know, you've started this. This Twitter community, the the hashtag teach pause is been a Twitter chat that's been happening on a regular basis. And you show up week after week after week to run those Twitter chats. And also, this has led to a book that's going to be published in the near future. So talk a little bit about that journey.
1: Uh, You mean to teach pause or the book or both?
0: Well, the teach pause had had to have something to do with the yeah. the book I imagine it was just kind of one came before the other right so let's start with the the Twitter chat
1: because I believe that came first followed by the book so um I was um the Twitter chat was kind of funny basically in keeping it somewhat short is um we had a new librarian at school and I was always trying to you know I know social media is really important for kids and I was trying to figure out something new but I really wasn't tech savvy like I w- that wasn't really my area of expertise and I introduced myself to her and and I was like what do you think here and she's like have you ever used Twitter and I'm like no she's like really I'm like no and she's like oh my god you've got to use Twitter so we bring all the kids to the library and we just do a hashtag and it was hashtag like health period three you know something silly and I threw out a question like hey tell me something you like about health and I'm I'm looking at the answers and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what have I been missing? And I kind of was like, okay, you know, you got to kind of like know me. Like if once I see something I like, I'm just like all in. So I, I go home, I hop on Twitter, you know, and I had no idea what I was doing. And it's actually funny. I'm going to call out a, fr- a former student of mine. Uh, one of my former students, his name is Phil Str- uh, Phil Strunk. Uh, he had a Twitter uh, chat. Um, I believe it was called uh, wallet chat, I believe. And I don't know how I connected, but I hopped on his channel. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I was like, I'd like to try this. So I was like, what's a catchy name? And I was like, I'm, you know, I try to talk about being positive. Why don't I teach pause? So I remember my first teach pause. So I put it up on Sunday night at seven 30. And I think there were like, like two people (laughs) no idea what I was doing didn't know how to answer the questions and um you know obviously it was you know I can look back it was funny and now it's kind of grown into like I have to say like an incredible way on a Sunday night to connect with people like just the people I don't need people that I didn't even know like every single week even this past week um, you know, I know this will come out later, but it was doing something on leadership and there were people popping in who I'd never met, you know, just coming in and out and answering questions. Um and it, it just really resonated with me. I've been really happy with it. And it kind of and it, it does tie into the book. So, here's kind of the book tie-in. So, when I was was thinking about teach pause, you know, I would have to come up with topics. You know, and it's not easy. Like if you're doing something honestly, Almost every, like almost 52 weeks. I mean, it'll be a week off here and there, but it's, it's literally out of the 52 weeks. I'd say it's probably 46 weeks. Like that's a lot of topics. Like it's not easy to do because you, you know, I don't want to repeat the same topic like every six weeks. So I started taking post-it notes in my class and in my class, I, you know, kids would say something or do something or I would do something and I'd write, make a post-it note. And at some point, uh, Brandon, I must have had, and I'm not kidding. I must have had, I don't know, three, 400 post-it notes, post-it notes on my desk. And I was like, oh my God, what a mess. So I started looking at all of the Post-it notes. And I, I just kind of was like, wow, I could write a darn book about all these Post-it notes. So I started You know, just just jotting down stuff like, okay, you know, be positive, call parents, play music, reflect on our practice, assess with lots of choices, be flexible, connect with your colleagues. And I just started just jotting down all these notes and it was like, wow, this could actually work. And it it all kind of just connected to each other, like, of you know, this chat is all about leadership. Oh, we're going to have a chapter about leadership. Oh, this post-it notes all about getting kids happy to come in class. Oh, okay. How do we do that? Oh, well, this one is about, well, why am I here? You know, and it just one into another. Um, And then, you know, learned a lot along the way, you know, how to, how to make it. So, you know, I'm a talker and which is like a blessing and a curse. You know, and I was like, okay, got to, got to trim this down a little bit. You know, I don't need a, a 5,000 word chapter, you know, kind of cut it down. So that took a lot of practice and a lot of reflection. Um, It kind of made me kind of segment the book into different areas, things that I thought were important, uh, which really helped a lot, you know, so,
0: yeah shout out to the team at EduMatch for helping you put that together that'll be coming out in the near future what's the do you have a title yet
1: yeah the title is uh, is dream big simple steps to transforming your classroom
0: i love it i love that title i love everything yeah. about it and who's not looking for a simple step to transform their
1: classroom you know it it's kind of like um and again like i don't know whether that's just me as a high school student you know going back 40 years or um, just the way I think about things. I I always try to keep things simplistic. Um, I think that's my athletic background and my wellness background. It's like I do a lot of training of people and always say like, I don't need to give you 75 details to totally confuse you. Let me give you one or two to start. And once you get them, then I'll give you some more. Um, It's kind of how I really viewed the, the book is, it, um, is you know I, I, even though there are a lot of different chapters, they're, they're simple to read you know and they' they're examples like I don't want the, I don't want the reader to come out of a chapter and say, what the heck was Craig talking about? Like if that's the case then it hasn't been very effective. And much rather than say, wow, I really like that, what can I do with it? Um, and that's the same thing, honestly, even the same thing with, with the t- Twitter chat, like I I'll, I'll always put questions out there to get people thinking, because if we don't get each other thinking and the kids thinking, that's, that's a problem, you know, and how we do that, I think is going to be individual. I mean, I've done it through teaching and coaching and hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, when the book comes out, people will connect with it in one way or another and, and ask questions, you know? Yeah. No, that's
0: awesome. I can't wait for that journey for you to begin, because it does happen. And, you know, especially as people start to read and see, you know, what you're about and see more of that and connect with you in the teach positive space and the teach pause chat, Twitter chat just continues to kind of build on your experience and using your experience to head into those, you know, those later years of your career, which is even better. It just keeps you going, keeps that fire lit. You know, we talk about keeping the fire lit. We do, on this show, we do do a dedication. So we do dedicate this episode to somebody who's out there, unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And I always have my guest choose. And this particular guest has been on the show way back in season one at the beginning when we, all, when we started this. You may know him. His name is George Currow. So talk a little bit about your dedication to George.
1: Okay, so this is... So I have only... Um, I've only met George, uh, one time. Um, so I was, I was speaking at, um, a convention, uh, and George was the keynote speaker. I never met George and I, I will never forget this. So George came up, he had music on, and I remember he said something and I'm, I'm paraphrasing cause it's been a while, but it was something along the lines of. He started talking and you, you could tell that he definitely had a, a, a great positive attitude. And of course, a bunch of the people there, you know, had their phones out and he kind of said something along the lines of, Hey, it's totally okay. If you're on your phones, like if, if that's really important you now keep doing it, you know, hopefully I can pass along some, some wisdom and knowledge. And I was like, wow, like, that's great that he's so self-aware That, hey, listen, if that's what's important to you in that moment, then good for you. And it really resonated with me as a teacher because what George said made me think about teaching and leading. Because so often we think we know what's best for a kid or an adult, right? Based off of our own preconceived notions. I'm the teacher. I'm the leader. I know what's best for you. Well, how? How do we know that? I mean, I mean, sure. There's lots of times where I think we do know, but we don't know it all the time. And obviously he was very articulate and what he said really resonated with me. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm never going to forget what he said there. So I'm kind of, you know, dedicating it to George because I think, I think what he said really was important.
0: Shout out to George Kuros and, all the great things happening over there at impress along with the release of because of a teacher volume two as well. So shout out to those guys and all the great stuff they're doing. And thank you, George, for your inspiration. If you want to check on the show, you can check him out way, way back in the beginning of time. If you want to catch him, we had a great conversation. Just a really inspirational guy and just an awesome speaker who has a wealth of experience and knowledge of the field and just a great person to get the opportunity to talk to one-on-one Talking a little bit about all the great things you have in your career and the book on the way and all this stuff, you're you're keeping going. I love everything about that. We've talked a lot about this on the show. And one thing I like to have my guests do is, as you saw from the video at the beginning, is I like to ask them to answer my question. Sure. I believe that unlocking unlimited potential is the ultimate goal of all educators. I really do. So if you could help me finish this sentence, unlocking unlimited
1: potential means. Uh, I would say it me- means that we are, and I want to try to come up with something maybe a little bit different. Um, I would say it means that always believing that some positive change can occur. Even in the most difficult circumstances, we have a belief that no matter what happens, Something positive can occur from it Um, because that is something I really believe that that's where it starts from. When you talk about unlimited potential, we have to always remember that there will be hurdles in the way. And if we let those hurdles stop us, then that unlimited potential we're talking about will never happen. And in the field of teaching, (laughs) there are going to be hurdles. But if you can find that that one positive thing that comes from a difficult situation, that's how you unlock that unlimited potential.
0: I love everything about what you just said right there. It is, I always believe that we have the power to keep the positivity going. And we rise by lifting other, others. I think I've said that in every single episode that I've had here, so I have to admit You know, I agree with with all of what you're saying, and I believe it's important that we keep pushing forward in the future. So I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and share your inspiring story. I've got copious amount of notes in Mm -hmm. front of me, and I've just been really enjoying hearing about your experience from someone who didn't really think they were going to end up where they are. And now someone who's continuing to keep it going into a book. How can people keep in touch with you? What's the best way for them to follow
1: um, I mean I, I, I obviously on Twitter it's like at Shapiro underscore WTHS. I also have another um, another one um hot um, it's at positively underscore well. That's where I do some wellness stuff. And then um, obviously they can you know teach pause is every Sunday night at 7 30 p.m. Eastern time. Could hop in that. Um, you know. I mean, any any way they want to connect is great.
0: Awesome. Those details will all be inside the show notes as well for you all to take a look at and make sure that you get the chance to follow. He's got great things coming in 33 years strong, and he's got even more coming for you, too. So make sure you check out his book when it comes out. Dream Big, Simple Steps to Transform Your Classroom. Craig, I appreciate connecting with you. I know we've connected for a while. We've been able to connect in many different capacities and I'm really excited to share your story and I'm really excited for you to be able to have the opportunity to publish this book. And I can't wait for it to come out because there's just great things ahead for you. And we can all learn so much from your idea of starting at the core of it all with that level of positivity, starting with that place, finding that positive, finding that silver lining i love all of that that you're talking about so appreciate you for continuing to dream big and continuing to keep forward and i thank you for being here with me today
1: thank you brandon i again i I really appreciate um and i loved your book i remember we did a book study on it i loved reading it and i again i i appreciate you kind of connecting with me getting me on i i love that and um i'm glad you've had so much success it's just a positive thing I appreciate that. I
0: appreciate the opportunity to connect with awesome people. It keeps me going. It's my edu-therapy, I I call it. So, no, it's been great connecting with you. And to all our listeners out there, remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion and purpose in all those that you serve. Have an amazing day, everybody.